0: It's So uh yeah, how was uh how was your 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 weekends? My we you know, beer gardens. You know, beer gardens started. I'll tell you what, man, you went there
1: Saturday, correct? I was there Saturday. Man, what did you you do? You must have done something there because, uh, I don't know, we went there uh, Sunday just to have a walk around and it is a ghost town. I've never seen the beer garden so empty in my life. It was one-third to one-quarter full. It was dark. It
0: It was empty, man. Like... I was really surprised. I think it's because they probably heard you were coming.
1: <laughs> I don't know. The about-
0: Saturday was busy <laughs> when I was there. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. I walked uh, I walked through it before it actually got started just to see the setup, to see what it was going to look like, like some kind of tamed down version. But I, I was surprised, man. It was like basically the same as every year except for what well, looked like it, except for they didn't have like the tables that stretch out from like the center. Out to the street, like on the aisleway side, it seemed like that was the only thing they had kind of reduced. I mean, apparently they've reduced some seats, but yeah. But uh so Matt, when you went there, what was that Sunday evening or something? wasn't uh Wasn't really anybody there? No, no. Like uh, everyone was fearing this Ben
0: character. I don't know, whisperings. I think what it was tumbleweed is, went past. I think what it was was Saturday was such a big night that. Everyone was too uh, too wasted to go on a Sunday because it was pretty it was pretty crazy on Saturday. Like well, I went there probably about around four o'clock, and there were already you know a couple of guys passed out on tables uh, with their group of friends. But yes, yeah, it's, it's a bit different this year. So I don't know if you noticed, Matt and Burke, but they have like a cage around the outside for fighting. So. <laughs>
1: It's weird, right? So then like everyone
0: it. has to go in through one entrance. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a couple more uh, exits that you can go to, to the toilet or the washroom or have a cigarette and then they give you a ticket on the way out that you need that to get back in. Um uh, but yeah, we were kind of worried about the whole reservation system, so no one was really sure how it worked. But uh but apparently there is a reservation section, but it's quite small but there's also just a a general open to the public. So we didn't make any reservations. We just rocked up and there was a a line which we queued for about five, five, 10 minutes maybe. Um, This was like four o'clock. And then they show you to your table, maximum six people per group. Um, The only thing that was really annoying was the big plastic screen, like right in the center of the table. So it felt like you were communicating with your, convict friend or something it's the perfect um, opportunity to rub your nipple up against it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh billy <laughs> i'll wait for you but apparently the person to your right or left was completely fine so yeah covid doesn't go left or right only forward
1: well man i think why it was so dead on sundays have you seen the covid numbers in Sapporo? skyrocketing man
0: ben you again isn't it <laughs> <laughs> well actually i i uh i finished quite early um i didn't even last very long at all i, I started at four um i ended up having a bit too much or not i think i've been out of practice in terms of drinking so when it got to around i have to say like six thirty, i went to the toilet uh Ended up puking up, uh, couldn't walk back to the table, so I had to hug a tree to keep me from falling over. Um, And then I passed out at the bottom of the tree for a couple of hours, Uh, woke up about, I would say, 8.30, maybe 8.45, and lots of like missed calls and messages on my phone like, where are you? Are you okay? Um, Yeah, so that was the end of my night.
1: Well that's the beer two. gone in the back you were that dude weren't you you were that, that guy dude? well two beers would do that to you ben don't worry <laughs> about it buddy
2: <laughs> man <laughs> good start to the uh beer oh. garden year sounds oh. like
1: that's awesome man <laughs> you don't know yeah you don't know what you did maybe you did scare everybody off that night <laughs>
2: I'm surprised Maybe. though. So the whole uh, reservation system was just like a big rumor. There's actually only reservations just for the reserve section, reserve seating, huh? And apparently nice. that, that
0: reservation section is completely booked out for the rest of the beer garden.
2: No, really?
1: mm. Man, well, when, when I walked past on Sunday, man, there, was no, there was, as I said, it was the, the pl- every single garden was third full. Even Suntory was like a quarter full, you know? There was, like, you could have just walked straight through pretty much. Like, it was pretty insane. So, I've heard, yeah, even all of Sapporo was like a ghost town, you know. It was There was no cars on the roads. It was really kind of dim and dark. It was a weird, weird vibe,
2: you know. That's strange because, I mean, the weather, I mean, it was a good day. It was a little bit cooler. It was kind of like Hoka- a real Hokkaido summer, kind of like uh, cool but sunny. But uh, yeah, I wonder if it is because of the corona number. I mean, they have definitely, I mean, skyrocketed across Japan, right? Like record numbers in a lot of places. I don't know if Hokkaido's a record numbers yet,
1: but uh, almost, man.
2: But uh, yeah. apparently, um, companies are telling their employees
1: not to go out. Um, that's what I heard through the the grapevine.
0: <sighs> I think that would make sense. I mean, people probably going to avoid. The beer garden. Um, obviously, not everyone, but people that are worried about COVID. I'm not so much. I'm, uh, you guys want to go this weekend? I'm up for it.
1: <laughs> show, us <your> <laughs> vom- <laughs> show us your vomit
2: patch. Exactly. <laughs> show you my, my new best friend, my new tree. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, uh, I was hoping to go, um, actually over the weekend too, but, uh, actually had a pretty big night, uh, out in Toya on Saturday night. So, Sunday. I didn't uh, make it to the plans to make it to the beer garden, so it's, it's uh, not like you, Burke, to have a, a big night at Toya. Not usually, you know. Usually, just Bible study stuff like that. <laughs>
1: crochet, crochet. Was it? You
2: know. Was there much? Uh, was there much rolling? Uh, actually, it was just uh, I was just out there with uh, my family, and uh, some my my wife's friends came by. Uh, and so I started kind of early, uh, to make it through that, had some drinks early to kind of get through that whole episode. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> so that's why it ended up being a big night. Cause it just started so early. So yeah, nobody was actually out there. Yeah. It was just, uh, my family and, uh, some of my wife's, uh, friends and their kids and their families and stuff. So,
1: cause we had quite a big night out there the weekend before, didn't we Burke? We did. Yes.
2: Trying to keep that secret from but
1: <laughs> Man, say, say to Ben what you said to my... Say to his face now what you said about him.
2: Uh, how he's the star of the show, the podcast. <laughs> Is that what you're
1: talking that, about? That's exactly it.
0: <laughs> Shall we move on to today's topic, which uh, we've been kind of planning for a while? Um
1: Hey, last week wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Blame the camera. Blame, Blame the, camera. the camera. That's right. Continue, Ben.
0: Right. So we are we are talking about um, teaching English in Japan, and a lot of people would probably be interested uh, in this topic, um, especially you know twenty twenty two so an updated version we haven't really spoke about this uh, this issue for quite a while and i think when we first started a podcast uh, maybe like back in what 2019 2020 i think we did a couple of episodes about teaching over here but uh, yeah but i think things have changed and been updated so probably a good idea to to kind of go through what's uh, what's going on these days but we wanted to kind of start from the beginning and uh, and talk about actually how to get to Japan to teach English. So uh yes, yeah, so I thought we'd start there. But uh but something I don't actually know Matt, you know, I've known you for a long time, but I don't actually know why you came to Japan. What is your reason for coming?
2: To <laughs> yeah, why are you here and when are you leaving? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you. I want to keep
1: mysterious. I blew one on a shipwreck. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> <Aye. laughs> um, why did I come to Japan?
0: That's a good question. I mean, it's one—it's one of those questions that, that we get asked, asked every all time. the time, right? From oh, Japanese people. Yeah. I, so I think it's yeah. I
1: always just say just to meet you.
0: If it's a if it's a Japanese girl or something, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. or or guy, you know,
0: because yeah, because generally I think you know among expats and foreigners is kind of an unspoken rule not to ask that question, don't you think? Mm. So you just asked me. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> just it's because the podcast allows me to do that.
1: Um, yeah, well, I was, I was in Sydney and I was working, I was playing in a band, all this sort of stuff, and uh, I wanted to be learning something. So I think everybody should learn another language no matter what it is, you know, or I think it's just it's an interesting skill or to learn you can learn so much about somebody's culture just by their language i think and uh so i was gonna pick chinese or japanese chinese or japanese because i think at that time there was a lot of japanese tourists coming in and chinese tourists coming in up up north to cairns and that and i thought i'll learn one of these languages i might be able to use it later and i thought uh chinese is a bit difficult and <laughs> <laughs> And there's two, isn't there? like Cantonese or Mandarin. Oh, there's way more than two, man. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. So I thought, screw that. I'll just learn <laughs> Japanese. So I started learning Japanese and then um, I went to a, we have a thing called TAFE. It's like a tertiary education. We just pay. You study. And then I met some Japanese dudes and then, you know, started to hang out. And they said, Oh, you should come over to Japan, you know, it's super fun, you'd be popular and I thought, Oh, okay. So, um yeah, I was kinda of a bit bored in Australia, so yeah, I bought a ticket and uh headed over and then uh thinking that I'd find a job pretty quickly, which which I did.
2: And uh, Wait, so yeah. you, you came over here uh even without something lined up? Already, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nothing. right. You guys can kind of do that, can't you? From Australia to Japan, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I murdered some Japanese people. Nobody cared. It's like, hey, I'm Australian. I can do what I want. You try that. <laughs>
2: but did you did you like uh, come over like on a tourist visa, or what did you? Or uh, what was it exactly? No,
1: it was a working holiday visa. So you can do that before you're 30, and I think Australia can do it for a year and a half, six months, six months, and six months. And I think America is only one year, I believe.
2: Um, I don't even think the U.S. has working holiday visa. I think Canada has it.
1: Oh, right, okay.
2: Uh, But I could be wrong, but, yeah, I don't think the U.S. has. So even with that, like, you don't have to have something lined up before you get here. No, no. You can come Hmm. here
1: for six months and then, you know. So, uh, I saved up a whole bunch of money, which I lost half of on the exchange rate. And, uh, <laughs> yes, I stayed at my buddy's cousin's place in, uh, Saita. Uh, where was that? Uh, yeah, in Tokyo. And that he, his grandfather owned this old school house, you know, with tatami mats and beautiful bon, bon- bonsai gardens and like, old wooden onsen and everything in the house it was awesome
2: and they uh, kicked me out after a week (laughs) (laughs) that's a bit adventurous because i mean i I mean my route was obviously different i was kind of like most people i think interviewed with the company before coming over here and uh So, yeah, that's kind of uh, interesting to hear because it's much more adventurous and it's like you don't really – I mean, when you come over – yeah, so how did you do everything? Because when you come over with like a English teaching school, which I guess we can talk about a little bit more later, but like there's somebody there to kind of walk you through everything you need to do as soon as you get here and stuff. But
1: Yeah, I was just sort of figuring out as I went. I think it took – I mean, you can easily rock up with nothing and – uh, I went on uh, Gaijin Pot at that time. I'm not sure if it's still valid anymore. I'm sure it is, but uh, I used them. And there was so all these jobs going, you know. Like, and I went for a few interviews. I'm um, probably the only person who got rejected by Nova. <laughs> 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 Because in the interview, like I was so they're like, Are you gonna trim your beard? I'm like, No, what what would I trim my beard for? That doesn't matter how I look, does it? You know, because in Australia, you can't not, anyway. So, uh, and they said, No, you can't get the job. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, Me good English, you bad. So then the next interview I was at some, yeah, some English school and they're like, were you going to cut your beard? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got the job. You got the job and, and then left. Uh, and I should also mention too, you know, you, you don't have anything lined up. You get the job, you sign a contract for a year. And as soon as you get that contract, man, you can just, then you can go into a working visa or whatever. And then a lot of people. Quit that school, but keep the, keep the visa. So I was really worried, you know, oh, I signed a contract, you got to stick to it, but you could just cancel at any time, really.
0: What about accommodation? So you came over with nothing planned at all. Like you, you knew some people here already.
1: Well, my, I stayed. Yeah. I stayed at my buddy's place, I think for a couple of weeks until I could find a job. And it was getting a bit near the end of my tenure. I was starting to get worried because I didn't have a place to stay. Um, But eventually, a lot of schools provide accommodation, right? So that's what I did. They said, Will you stay at this place? I'm like, Yep. So, yeah, it's kind of near the school. Um, Yeah, but I, I didn't really enjoy that at all, to be honest. Like, I was stuck in this school, working, you know, 40 hours a week, not really seeing much of Japan. Um, so I think I quit after three months and travelled around a, a bit. Is it Yep, that was an Eikaiwa, yep. But that's the way to go. That's, I mean, 95% of foreigners do that, correct?
0: Well, I, th- I think it's, a, like Burke was saying, it's different depending on the country you're from. So I think Australian, Australians and Canadians can do that, but British people, we can't get visas like that either. We have to have something lined up oh, really? before we come, yeah. So I had to... Had to apply whilst I was in England for for jobs, and then get interviewed, go through the whole process uh, in London, and also the minimum requirement was pretty much you had to have a degree, uh, oh. bachelor's degree. So I don't know if you had to have that, Matt, in no. uh, in Australia. Really, you don't even need that either.
1: Yeah, I didn't have it at that stage, actually. Yeah.
0: Well, so it's pretty pretty lax over there.
1: Ah, Aussie mate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, for for British people, if anyone's listening, yeah, you need a bachelor's degree. um You can't really just go over to Japan, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe you could. Maybe if you just got a one way ticket or something. But I don't know if they the let you stay for very long. I think like a tourist visa is only like thirty days, so you'd have to find a job within thirty days. And I'm not sure if a uh, Pretty- Any company would hire you as a oh. as it's on a tourist visa.
1: I think you could. I reckon. I reckon you could. I don't know. You found back like in- a smaller, yeah, smaller Aire or something. We're talking about the early noughties. I don't know what it is now, right? Hmm. So um, I'm still. I'm pretty sure there's still a high demand for it for English teaching.
2: I think there's, I mean, I don't know either, but I'm sure I've heard of some people that have come over on tourist visas. I think they're a little bit longer. I think they're like uh, 90 days or something. But I mean, I feel like I hear stories about people that came over on tourist visas and somehow worked the system to switch over to some job while they were here. But yeah, I don't know how that works because with immigration, you're supposed to, you know, check out at the time you're supposed to check out. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's some way to do it to switch over. Yeah, same for the U.S. You have to have a bachelor's degree minimum requirement for applying for English teaching job at uh, at least at the big Eikawa English Conversation Schools and stuff. But
1: I think that's what I did the second time. I did come over on a tourist visa, and then while I was there, the the I just changed my visa over to a working visa. Like they said, they'd sponsor me. You have to show your salary and
2: blah blah blah. I think that was it this is a long time ago yeah so at immigration you could switch it over but once you had a sponsor and everything lined up for the new visa yeah. yeah yeah,
1: that's right and then after that uh you then i quit that job and then i think you can self-sponsor you just have to show how much money you're making that you're paying your taxes you're paying health insurance which is a the big one they care about and as long as you're showing that you're not desolate you know you, you're okay
2: not some guy just puking and passing out at the beer garden. Who what wants feels? those?
1: Who wants those? People? Well,
2: when you got when you got permanent residency, you can do whatever you want, right? <laughs>
0: there's
1: that Ben going. <laughs>
0: Can't get well, rid of him now.
1: Well, I hope your university students saw you. <laughs> That's the worry,
0: man. Hey, there's that my teacher. The... <laughs> Another kind of common question that. Um, that I used to get from people back at home when they when they heard about what I was doing here was you know the the kind of schools or companies that you could apply for to get over here, and I think most people have uh, had the same opinion that the best company to probably work for at the beginning is uh, Nova. It's definitely the Jet Program, <laughs> Nova. And uh, and Burke, you came on the Jet Program. I uh, I got rejected after. It's quite hard to get on the JET program, I think. Um, Yeah, I mean, I know some people that gone
2: on. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, it's funny because this is just another part of my Japan history that, Ben, you've, again, gotten wrong uh, despite our (laughs) friendship uh, lasting for who knows how long and us discussing these things on this podcast uh, at least five different times. I came over initially... Uh, because I missed the application. I heard about the jet program from a friend in the U S who was going to go on the jet program, but the application process had already finished. And I was like, man, I really want to go to Japan. Uh, and especially like the U uh, S economy was like horrible back then. So that was right after internet bubble burst. And so, yeah, I started looking at English conversation schools. And, um, so I came over, uh, on, uh, teaching in Eon. One of the large English conversation schools, and Ben, you should know that because you taught at the same school that I taught at. After and I that's how I there. came over too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I but I switched to the jet program. Uh, I did the whole application process while I was in Japan. I flew back for my interview in the U.S. Um, so it's not something that's very common because <clears throat> you have to. Pay to fly back because they'll only let you interview for the US in your home or for the jet program in your home country. Um, so it was a little bit of a tricky process, but it worked out in the end. So, um, and yeah, there's a long story, but <clears throat> I ended up uh, uh, requesting and getting placement in Sapporo where I already was uh, teaching at Eon, uh, the English conversation school that I came over. Hopefully Ben will remember at this time. Uh, yeah. So, uh, That's how I uh, came over. So I, I taught in English conversation schools for two years, well, Eon, and then I did Jet Program for three years. So what did you
1: come over for? You came over Eon. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just joking.
2: Let's see. Uh, Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you came over on Jet. I don't get it.
2: <laughs> I did come over on a Jet. Yeah. I did not but, come over on jet.
1: Ben, you are correct. I mean, jet, jet jobs are the um, kind of the, the golden egg of uh, teaching The holy grail. The, the holy grail. Because I think that whole program was organized, so foreigners came over to Japan. It was like a tourism promo, wasn't it? They come over here, hardly do any work, get paid quite
2: a good sum of cash. What, is it, what does it stand for? japan english exchange and teaching program <laughs> and it, what wasn't, a- it wasn't quite like to for promote i mean it was a bit of a like you know questionable start to it but i think it was more so i mean the rumor is is that uh japan basically owed the u.s for some stuff from way back and so they're like hey we'll uh help fund a lot we'll pay we'll put a bunch of americans and foreigners on salaries to come over to japan and expose us to english and uh yeah it sounded a lot better on paper and uh, i think it works quite well in certain situations but yeah in other situations it's just uh other people that are trying to come over here in a comfortable well uh fairly comfortable living situation for a few years yeah
0: and this one is probably the best paid I would say out of all the the companies or programs that you can come over in into Japan because it's, it's government funded. Right? Yeah,
2: well, it's uh, I can't remember exactly how much it is, but yeah, it's like usually uh probably around like 40 grand US or between 40 and 45 grand US per year. Um plus uh they give you a housing stipend and depending on your location, you can live in a pretty nice place uh, compared to the housing that they provide for English conversation schools. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, usually the teaching situation is not as demanding as the English conversation schools where you can just be like teaching class after class after class for like six to however many hours a day. Whereas, I mean, some je- teachers obviously are going to go crazy listening to this because a lot of teachers come over here very Dedicated and motivated to make a big impact on the jet program. And then they find out they're really not given that much liberty, uh, in how, how they can contribute and stuff. But I think some people in jet program and in certain situations are actually doing quite a lot with a lot of responsibility and stuff. So yeah, it's just all across the board, like most things.
1: So what's, I mean, the average salary on as a, as a guess would be about what 250,000 yen a month. That's my,
2: I think that's what. That's a starting salary for most English conversation schools
1: jets about three hundred is it probably more, uh, probably a bit more than that?
2: Well yeah, it's about it's a little over three hundred thousand um but again, they like throw in some different things for housing depending on your housing situation, so that makes it vary a little bit, but usually it's over three hundred thousand per month, I think a little over three hundred thousand per month. so it's not it's not a lot more. But that little bit does go a long way. It feels like uh, for that lifestyle in Japan and stuff. So
1: and plus, if you get a, you'll have to teach private students like in the evening, say, and then you could sort of do a bit of moonlighting. Is that?
2: I mean, I th- a lot of people do. I don't know if you're technically allowed to or not. To be honest, I don't. You're probably not supposed to, uh, because I think the uh, that's another thing. Like the um, the visas are different for English conversation school and for the JEP program. Like uh, for English conversation school, I think it's like an instructor visa or something like that, right? Can't remember yeah. exactly. Right. But uh, yeah, for the JET one, it's actually a little bit more limiting. So, but I've, I mean, it's not like really people teaching privates according to what visa they're on, anyways. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, you do have that more time and stuff. So a lot of people supplement their income doing other stuff, I think, when they're in JET program. Yeah. Hmm. So this one is, you know, considered to be.
0: Probably the the number one choice, um, but following after that, uh, this this list that I kind of found that was written uh, this year in April, the eight best programs to teach English in Japan. Ooh. So Jet was obviously number one. Mm-hmm. Number two was uh, was Interact, which is uh which is quite basically this, you're doing the same job as what you do on Jet. Like you're working in junior high school or elementary school oh yeah yeah I heard but the yeah. their salary's the own, not so good isn't it well that's that's the big difference yeah the it's salary two, is a lot 000? less 000, is
1: it
0: no uh, i think it's like between two and two five a month um but every year i hear that it keeps going down and work responsibilities are going up mm. so uh so yeah i've heard uh not so good things about them, but I heard it's quite easy to get a job with them. So if you really want an easy way to get your foot into Japan, um, Interac is a is a way. I, I worked for them a long time ago, but uh, but yeah, I, I worked for them now. I was already in Japan, but uh, but they also hire abroad hmm. too. But yes, yeah, it's 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 the same job as as a jet, just less money.
1: What were the actual contact hours of uh, Jet? How many actual classes are you teaching?
2: Well, I mean, it goes back to the thing where every situation is different, but, uh, for mine, uh, like when I was in, and it depends on the school, like how actively they want you to be involved, but usually you're like in a classroom, uh, uh, up to like four times a day. And then the other time, uh, you know, you're supposed to be doing something like lesson planning or maybe participating in some school activity somewhere or something, um, but I think it's yeah, it's something like uh, the most. It's like four classes a day. I was uh, going to. Uh, I don't know if that's changed or increased, uh, but I imagine it's probably different at different uh, schools. But yeah, especially I remember in high school it was like four classes a day. A lot of the junior high schools it was like you know three or four. Uh, elementary schools it was probably like three or something. Yeah, but and
1: you're not you're not running the class. You're assisting the Japanese teacher, correct?
2: Uh, it depends. Like, yeah, usually you're team teaching, as they call it. Uh, so the Japanese teacher is in the room, and they're usually – you're just uh, assisting with their uh, their plan. But like uh, when I was teaching at high school for a year, um, uh, during that time when I was at that high school, they were trying to give the foreign teachers a little bit more freedom with some of the classes. We were actually doing lesson planning, and uh, in some cases we were leading the class, and the Japanese teacher was in the room assisting us. Okay. But uh, Yeah. And then in uh, elementary schools too, sometimes it was like, had to have like a whole, you know, lesson to run through. And uh, the Japanese teacher was just like, wanted to take the hour off basically from the kids. So they just like, <laughs> to, you know, let you do your thing and, and that. So yeah, I mean, it depends on the situation. But yeah, I mean, convers- English conversation schools, obviously, yeah, you're a lot doing a lot. It's a lot more work intensive. It's like, um, I think there's all sorts of rules about it now and stuff. But yeah, I was usually teaching at least five if not six and sometimes seven classes a day uh, during English conversation school.
1: Yeah, Yeah,
0: it's, it's a lot. Yeah. But Jets, it's pretty cruisy. Yeah. Yeah, Being an ALT is, is pretty cruisy in general. And it, yeah, it it basically depends on the school and the teacher that you're team teaching with. Mm -hmm. So if you have a good relationship, you can, you could teach the whole class if you wanted to, you could ask them, can I do that? And sometimes they say yes. Sometimes they say no. Um, uh, one school I worked at, I would, uh, my job was the the warm up guy. So they'd bring me in, 10 minutes. All right, Ben, off you go. You know, get the class pumping. And that was it. So Were I you... did that three, yeah, three lessons a day. Are you chug- chugging beers. Check this <laughs> out, everywhere. <boy. laughs> Here's my body trick.
1: <laughs> go, Ben, go, Ben, go, Ben.
0: And you stumbled out. <laughs> So yeah, that was uh, that was my kind of one of my favorite schools I worked at. Yeah, I was uh, having having that job, and then one other school that I worked at, I was the, just a the tape recorder. So I'd come in and you know say say some vocabulary words and get the get the students to repeat after me. Yeah, right. So uh, not very uh, brain taxing uh, yeah. ALT work, I would say. Um, yeah. Actually, I, I find I found a Kiowa a lot more rewarding. Because you actually have a lot more responsibility. You get to, you know, plan your classes. Uh, you're in charge of everything. It's you and it's your students. So yeah, I I, I actually enjoyed teaching in a- Aikawa more, and uh, at Eon was my my first one. Yeah. But um, yeah, apparently on on this list, Eon is not on that. Top do want, eight. Do you want to
1: know the top big five? I've got written. I've found the here? top big
0: five. A Kaiwas. Top big five. Something. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the most big. <laughs> the most big schools. The big oh. most. <laughs> number one. Oh, I don't know. This. This is just a. Uh, you know. This. Anyway, this is what I've got written here. <laughs> uh, number one. What do you think the biggest school is right now?
2: This is A Kaiwa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> This is a a recent list, or you're looking at something from 1980?
1: (laughs) Uh, This is updated August (laughs) uh, uh, 23 years ago. Okay. Not that still. Anyway, I'll just tell you, okay? Number one. Actually, we'll start from number five. (laughs) Work our way out. ECC is number five. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they're the ones who took over um, Nova, that shameful, shameful school.
2: Yeah, That's they existed st- before, but they also yeah. took over Nova, right?
1: That's sordid history of Nova. For those who don't know, go go look up their uh, their history. Bad people. <laughs> Actually, I did get a job with them eventually, and it, <laughs> and it was quite good. Man, it was really easy. Gaba is number four. Never heard of them before.
0: I'd heard of them, but um, I don't know much about what they do. I don't think there's a school in... Sapporo or Hokkaido, yeah. Gubba School, so at the moment anyway.
1: These are all AKOs, okay, right, English? Because uh, you'll most likely be teaching businessmen and women, hobbyists and or retirees.
0: Well, Gubba is actually a one-to-one language school. That's right. One-on-one. Yeah. 40. I like one-on-ones. They're good. I don't like one-on-ones. Too much work. You've got to be, like, if you have a student that is kind of shy... Or introverted which you experience that quite a lot in japan yeah. you gotta do a lot of talking man it's you know at, at first i remember i used to have a few students like that and i said to try to ask them questions and get you know get something from them but it was such a struggle and in the end i just i stopped asking them questions and i just talk about myself for like an hour you know <laughs> just like lecturing about my weekend and all My hobbies and stuff like that, and, and they actually seemed to quite enjoy that. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't know because you know they're so shy, they wouldn't even tell me if they were having a bad lesson or not. But it was uh, it was less stressful than trying to yeah. you know get blood from a stone.
1: They were two years old, weren't they? Let <laughs> me, about- <laughs> <laughs> me tell you about my weekend. What did you get up to? You shut yourself, boring. Um, number. Th- <laughs> <laughs> number three of number three is Eon. There you go. Number three says ah, so on your list. Yeah, yeah so
0: not not on the not on the twenty twenty two list.
1: Oh shit. Okay. Pronounced mm. Eon. Okay. Um <laughs> number two is Coco Juku, communication competence. Never heard of them. And number one is you guys know this. Burlitz. It's apparently mm. the number one school. Alright, sorry, Ben, you, you say your list now.
0: Well, this is uh, – okay, I'm going to begin with number – well, actually, I started at number one, so I'll continue. So one was uh, JET, uh, two was Interact. So this is a mix of uh, Kiowa and uh, ALT. So yeah. this is basically just language yeah. schools in general. Yeah, this was the, was
2: like, uh, like, preferred jobs list or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Okay. Uh, best companies to work for, basically. Uh, number three, Westgate, which I've uh, never really heard of, but it's uh, it's a company that specialises in people that want to teach at the university level. So kind of what I do, but I guess they're uh, they work as the middleman, so probably take a big cut. So um, I would recommend uh, trying to get a direct hire for university yeah, that's... Uh, rather than going through a middleman but well next
1: next podcast we are going to go through the whole the whole uh, school pros uh, school not curriculum so we're going through the different levels right working at a kindergarten working at an elementary school junior high school high school and university and we'll say which ones we think are the best because we've all kind of worked
0: at one of those places at one time or another haven't we yeah. right right so yeah so for now we're just gonna go briefly through how to get here and then yeah later on as matt said we're we'll going to more details so number four on this this was uh, the j-i-e-c program do you guys know about that this J-I-E-C. is uh yeah this program uh hires teachers for uh to work in japanese kindergartens <sighs> so that's what they specialize
1: in i'm just gonna say right now i'm in a kindergarten that's a hard gig yeah,
0: haven't done that, but uh, I take your word for it. And uh, number five is uh, Nova on this list. Still Nova going, Japan. Yeah, still going. Over two hundred and fifty branches in the country. Uh, number six, Gaba, which you mentioned before, Matt. The one-on-one uh, language lessons. Number seven, Benesse, Benesse B E Studio. How do you pronounce that? Benesse. Oh, um, yeah. And this is. Uh, <laughs> This is for teaching young children, so the the youngest student would be about nine months old. So, he'd be teaching like babies and toddlers, um, but average ages five to seven. So, yeah, if you're looking for those kind of jobs, Benesse Be Studio, and then the final one, number eight, is uh, ECC, which is also in your list, Matt. Yeah. So those are the top eight uh, best companies to work for uh, to teach English in Japan.
2: So the moral of the story is basically like try to apply for JET first. And then if you unfortunately do not make it on to JET, then what was it? What was number two? Number three was EON? Interact was number two. Oh. EON wasn't on this list. Oh, that's right. That was on a... Matt's list. So yeah. Interact. So that's like basically... Uh, alternative jet program interact same type of teaching and stuff but just not through directly through the board of education but through a a company that sources to the board of education and
0: number three number three was westgate which is uh, sourcing for universities so that one you would need definitely a bachelor's certificate an esl certificate and 1000 hours of esl teaching experience so a little more, probably more requirements than, uh, than an, a, 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 an ALT.
1: Do you think, you would you, need your, would you need your bicycle license for that job as well, Ben?
0: Oh, I don't know about that. I think, uh, you know, yes, uh, for Westgate bicycle license, you should be getting uh, government, highly government jobs. You should be on a jet program, I think, if you have a bicycle license straight away. If My you have a bicycle
2: license, you should put it in one of those card holders and wear it around your neck <laughs> all the time. <laughs> oh wait, it's not. A, it's not like a card though, right? It's like a little badge or something. It's a certificate. A certificate. Okay. Uh,
1: I, want, right. I want to A-fold. see this thing. <laughs> <laughs> wait, but,
2: but the, well, the whole lot. So I just wanted to ask about the list though. So the basically, like, what's the first Kaiwa on that list? Because basically, this list is like if you want to teach English in Japan. There's a lot better options than Aikawa. <laughs> <in this conversation. laughs> the first, the first Aikawa was actually Nova at number
0: five. Wow. Oh. Mm. Um, I wonder why they chose Nova. I guess um, maybe ease of getting into it because it says that the requirements are no teaching experience <laughs> necessary, uh, so a fluent English speaker, and a bachelor's degree. So pretty much the minimum requirement, I think. I think so I maybe worked, the easiest place.
1: I worked at Nova part time, and I didn't have my degree at that stage. So I don't know whether oh. that's changed now or not. Uh just two things though. Oh the yeah, only- no, no beards as well. No beards. <laughs> no
2: beards. Yeah, yeah. We we should make it clear though. The probably the Nova they're talking about now is different than the Nova that uh, you experienced. Good old days.
1: Um, <laughs> I guess one of the big drawbacks maybe with with jet is you don't decide where you're gonna you can request where you want to be sent, but you can't, you don't get, so if you want to go to Tokyo, you might get sent out into the stick somewhere, correct?
2: Yeah, uh, you can put down three requests, but uh, you basically never get your, any of your requests. So it's almost like, why even put them down? Um, and yeah, a lot of JET focuses on bringing English to like rural areas of Japan, yeah. whereas Aikaiwa are mostly centered in the cities. So that's another positive about teaching in a Akawa English conversation schools. You're gonna be in a city, you're gonna be experiencing city life in Japan. Whereas on jet you might get placed in the middle of nowhere, countryside and hate your life for a year, basically. Well but I
1: mean as I said before, you do sign a contract, but once you're in the country there's no reason why you can't just quit your job and then <laughs> go find another one.
2: Yeah, that's the the second moral of the story. (laughs) (laughs) According to Matt, (laughs) English teaching is just an avenue to getting to Japan.
0: (laughs) Take the money
2: and run.
1: (laughs) But I mean, most people teach English as a means to an end, right? Just so they can go to the beer gardens, correct, Ben? Um, (laughs) Most people don't want to teach English, but they do want to live in Japan, so, you know.
2: Yeah, it's a mix of a lot of people. And yeah, I would say that that is probably a alar- lot. I mean, it's, I mean, but it's almost like that anyway. I mean, you just go, you want to live. People are pretty much living to work more than working to live, no matter where they are, you know? So, which,
1: which one were you, Burke? Do you, was teaching your goal or was seeing Japan your goal? And don't say both.
2: I, well, I, <laughs> I will say, like at that time, I was very interested in uh, being a teacher. I think I applied for what's called Uh, teach for america which is like a a teaching program in the u.s to go to like inner inner city schools or um you know uh, areas like that to be teacher and stuff um i don't think i got accepted to that program actually um uh i might have been a little bit uh yeah i don't want to talk about the application i don't think i took the right approach to my application but um so yeah i I actually did want to be a teacher um but yeah truth be told uh, I was just trying to get over here by any means possible because, uh, I wanted to study the language, uh, live in the country because I was half Japanese and stuff. So, I mean, I, yeah. Ben, how about you? I mean, obviously you enjoy teaching somewhat. You've been doing it all this time still and kind of progressing up the level, different levels of teaching and stuff. So.
0: Yeah. I, my initial, uh, goal wasn't to teach English um i like what matt was saying i just wanted to get into japan and that was at the time the easiest way was to go through uh yeah one of those programs jet i couldn't get on they rejected me but eon uh they they accepted me but it was quite a hard process it was a a three-day kind of interview seminar demo lessons yeah it was actually quite tough so um I don't know what the easiest route would be now, maybe nova well no not not anymore, but uh maybe interact that could be good, but uh but yeah, expect during the interview process to do some kind of demo lesson uh mm. to non students, so you're basically doing it to an imaginary class which uh which can be quite challenging, but uh I remember for my interact interview, I had to record my demo class so you can just like record it over and over again until you get it right um yeah i'm not sure if the he has to do the same thing for that process i didn't get that far
2: uh actually i don't think there was anything about a demo lesson come to think about it, it was just um yeah to be honest yeah i think they make a lot of that determination based on just application materials more than anything and then they just want to make sure you're gonna not go crazy during your time in japan
0: yeah. yeah, why did they why did they not accept me? I don't know. Like I thought my application was all okay.
2: good. You're perfect, Ben.
1: <laughs> You're absolutely perfect.
2: God damn it. <laughs> As I was telling you the other night about ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I only came over here really to uh infiltrate the uh unification church. <laughs> but may, maybe actually maybe <laughs> then <Man>, since, <laughs> since 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 our last podcast, there's been a, there's a dude standing at the front of my house, man. <laughs>
2: Uh, that was me. I just wanted to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe the best way to come
0: over is uh, how you did, Matt, just uh, just get a one-way ticket. Hope for the best. Um yeah. probably the most fun way to to come to Japan. Bit yeah. more exciting.
1: Yeah, I remember I um my hair was a bit longer and I was a bit more flowy and uh I remember this dude was like, "Man, don't teach English. Don't cut your hair, man. Go work at a bar." <laughs> and uh yeah you'll love it and i was like i should back hindsight i should have done that you know but i was a bit well, i don't know if i can do that or not you know so
2: yeah i think yeah. It's, it's uh somebody was on one of the guys that came on uh was talking about how they basically did it that way i think it was uh harry and i mean that sounds like a great way first job to have when you get to japan because yeah you're just meeting a lot of cool japanese people guys and girls and a lot of opportunities to practice Japanese and stuff so if you can actually come over and you just want to like enjoy your time here learn Japanese have free time but uh yeah able to survive the alcohol then i think teaching in the bar might be or not teaching in the bar but uh, <laughs> bartending might be like one of the best uh, first jobs you could have in Japan if you can land it well
1: i think yeah you, know, you can yeah you can come over on a tourist visa and then hook something up you got what 3 months visa and yeah, it has to be something full time, I, I presume, or you'd have to be cert- earning over a certain amount of money to be able to self-sponsor you. But uh, there's definitely many, many avenues to come in. Might and, be uh, easier
0: in Tokyo, wouldn't you say, to to do stuff like that? Yeah, I'd I'm say not so. sure if yeah. you could come to Sapporo or a smaller city, hoping mm. to, uh, you know, maybe get a job like that and then get them to sponsor you or something like that. Hmm. Definitely few and far between those kind of opportunities. Yeah. Well, another way is to um,
1: come in on a student visa, you know, and study for a year. It's very, it's expensive, but
2: that's another option too. Yeah, Monbusho scholarship is probably one of the best ways to come over and do that. They put you in Japanese program for like the first few months while you're here, and then you switch over to regular studies. And they're giving you money to basically they're giving you a few thousand dollars, a couple thousand a month, or like a thousand five hundred a month or something. Uh, stipend Mm -hmm. as well so how'd you get that is that difficult to to get onto? it is i mean it's a long uh application process similar to jet i don't know too much about it because i never did it i did look at it and uh i know some people who have done that but uh yeah it's uh basically it's um getting in uh there's different ways to do it at the different levels of higher education but uh the kind of the what sounded like the uh nicest setup was as like a grad student if you can find a professor at a Japanese university to basically be it's not like a sponsor but it's someone to oversee your research then it's like it doesn't matter what else is on your application i heard your your application will basically get ex- accepted but yeah you're applying to come over to a Japanese uh university to do research under a, uh you know a, uh, professor already at the university and I can't remember for how many years it lasts, but they give you uh yeah, again, they put you in a Japanese program to kickstart your Japanese before you uh, actually get into your research and attend classes and stuff. And, and yeah, you get some uh, housing money and living allowance and stuff. So Mombu show, it used to be called the Kagak Show, I think, but now it's called the Mombu Show scholarship, mm. I think. Yeah.
0: It's a good option. Is it, I guess it's more of an uh, American thing?
2: I don't think so. I, I I mean, it's offered by the Japanese government, so I think it's offered to a lot of different countries, yeah. Well, I
0: think we, uh, we covered a lot today. Uh, we covered the, the, the best places to work for uh, if you want to get into Japan. Um, but yeah, we gave you a slight idea of what our kind of... Our methods of getting here and how we got here. Yeah, it was was good to hear what you, your history, Matt. Because I've known you for a long time, but never knew that that you just winged it.
2: Sorry, he's gonna He's gonna forget it next time he talks to (laughs) you. Or he's gonna think you probably came over on
1: jet program. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll be telling him where he's spewing up in the in the gutter.
0: (laughs) I came here, I got it. Well, uh. Those. Join us next time, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna we're gonna talk about yeah more. We're gonna go into more detail about the different kind of uh, teaching stages and the uh, levels that you can experience here. Because uh, among the three of us, we've covered all of those.
1: The pros and cons. The pros and cons.
0: Pros and cons. And I'd like to hear more about your uh, experiences as well, too, Matt. We haven't really talked about that. Thanks for joining, everyone. Let's cut some of this. Catch you next time.
2: This episode is sponsored by the Red House for which is a restaurant located in the heart of Rusutsu Ski Resort. They're open both in the winter and the summer, and they offer a mix of Japanese and Asian food and Western-style dishes. That includes shabu shabu with Wagyu beef and also Hokkaido Wagyu beef steak. Prices range from under 1,000 yen to about 5,000 yen. They also have high-end Japanese whiskey available. Bookings are not required, but highly recommended in the winter period. Their website is theredhouse.jp. So if you're enjoying winter sports or summer activities at Rusutsu Resort or just going through the area, why not stop by the Red House for a delicious meal? They are open 12 to 3 for lunch and 5 to 9 p.m. for dinner.